1: Friday night, RAC Arena. The roof will be closed. They'll be retiring the jersey of Sean Redditch, number 42. They had a huge open day on Sunday. And the Wildcats are on a bit of a roll. They've knocked off New Zealand and also Adelaide at home in front of big crowds. Corey Homicide Williams has been an anti-Wildcats man for a while now. He, as long as he's been here. Yeah, he ebbs and flows. He so when they're winning, he's on board, and when they're losing, he puts the boots in. And he's been it took a long time to jump on the Bryce Cotton bandwagon. So look, he's um, he's inconsistent. But this is what he had to say <laughs> about John Riley's coaching and what John Riley has done for the Wildcats' chances in the last couple of weeks.
2: Shout out to the Perth Wildcats. Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying it either. But um, John really has done an unthinkable move. He's going with six players. And that pretty much saved uh, Perth Wildcats' season. So because of this move, not playing Blanchfield and Norton, listen, this is a game where... It's what have you done for me lately? You don't show up, you don't deserve to play. And they haven't shown up, they haven't been consistent, they haven't been productive, they've actually just not been good this year. That's the reality of it. Um, Old uh, credentials hold no weight in this day and age, not in this game. So don't think, because you're local and you got a rep that you're just gonna play despite your performance, whether it's it's okay or, or bad or flat-out stinks, you got to earn it. And because of that move, you make it finals. Good on you. There it is
1: there. I don't know whether that makes John really feel any better or not. But JR, the coach of the Perth Wildcats, joins us now ahead of the big game on Friday against the all-conquering Sydney Kings. John, had you heard that before? What did you make of it? Uh, thanks for joining us.
0: No, I'm just glad I turned into my favourite breakfast couple to get that piece of advice. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: In all honesty, how much have you learned from us since you've been here? uh...
0: Unbelievable. You know, you've helped me out the most with uh, hooking me up with the good beaches around the place, that's what I would say.
1: Yeah, Yeah. well, with a body like yours and that beautiful olive skin. (laughs) Yeah, get it out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you and me bingo. You and me go to the same tanning salon. Hey, uh, uh, JR. It was uh, just let's go back a little bit. What a wonderful couple of home games. And I know we, we can. You can't just rest on your laurels, but it has been huge by the team against New Zealand and then Adelaide crowd. Important moments. Important, but importantly, it's been able to score big, defend well, and it seems to be the recipe for success.
0: Yeah, and and look, it, it's like. On the court performance, you need your defence and your offence to be at a high level to be successful. Uh, we're playing at a better level. The crowd's impact then all of a sudden becomes a lot better because we're giving them something very positive that you're about. So the last two weeks, the atmosphere in RAC has been absolutely electric.
3: Bryce must be enjoying the work of the Websters as well because uh, they've come on and thrown in, uh, I guess, a, uh, just something different for the opposition to look at. Yeah,
0: look, Ty Webster's been a nice addition. Corey, I think, over the last eight games, has been playing at a very high level and very efficiently offensively. But uh, it's also easy to overlook the work of Brady Manik and Tayshaun Thomas. Both those guys... Uh, the way they're playing right now is is certainly better than the earlier months. when they we here. How about
3: my man Brady Manning? I tell you, like well, some of us didn't jump off him. There was a, there's been a few around that I am not looking across the desk at anyone in particular. I was at all. driving him to the JR. airport.
1: I was actually driving him to the airport.
3: <laughs> at one stage. Oh, I, wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to pick him up from the airport and bring him in here, and he he's um, he's, he's found his he's found his feet. Jr. I mean, it t- takes a we, we spoke about it ages ago too. I think it takes a bit of time to to uh, I guess acclimatised to the new surroundings and all that sort of thing, but he's certainly found his feet, and he's flying.
0: Yeah, and and look, you can see the pieces of the puzzle, how they're coming together when... When the Websters are playing well and Tayshaun's playing well, it it leaves Brady to do what he does best. And when Brady's making shots, it creates a lot of space for Tayshaun Thomas to operate in. So everyone has to do their job at a good level for everyone to look successful in their best way. And the last couple of weeks is a great example of that.
1: You're probably going to give me, you can only control the controllables about what your team does. But uh, one would imagine you were... Without wanting to say too much, I'm pleased that Brisbane got the job done over Phoenix because that is the condensed nature. Any wins that Brisbane and Illawarra can have over teams in the race for the playoffs and the top two and the play-in tournaments is a bonus for any team in the competition. And you got dished up a bonus earlier in the week.
0: Look, absolutely. But the part that has to be done is you have to hold up your end of the bargain. And it's great that that happened and it's favourable. But only if you capitalize on your own situation. So until we capitalize on our own situation, that, that result becomes insignificant. Um, but yes, does it help if we hold up our end of the bargain big time? You only become the best by beating
3: the best. And at the moment, the Sydney Kings are the best. Yeah. How do you get it done?
0: look, uh, our offense has to be playing at a very efficient level. We have to be taking great shots, so we keep them out a transition offense. Like They are electric in, in offense from getting a rebound to pushing it to putting heat on the rim. So if we can slow them down in that area and get it into a half-court offense for them, uh, I, I do like our chances. But if we're playing in transition all night, it's going to be a rough night for the Perth Wildcats. So that, that is key.
1: Can you be over-conscious uh, and over-cautious looking at Xavier Cooks? I mean, they're probably going to be doing the same about Bryce Cotton, and that means, you know, you, as you talked about, the Websters have to step up and even your Norton, Wagstaff, Harris and Blanchfield when given a role. What about yeah. Sydney? I mean, you know, it's all very well to say he's the leading MVP contender, but they, they run pretty deep, don't they? And and um, Vasilevich seems to be the damaging man, and, and if you all go to sleep outside the three-point, Aki's going to hurt you.
0: Yeah, Vasilvicic, uh, sorry about that pronunciation, um, Walton, but then where, where they're kicking a lot of teams' butts right now is their bench is very productive in their depth, like they don't, they don't fall off, those, they're playing in a good groove as a team, they're showing great confidence and they play with a nice swagger about themselves right now. Um, So you you can talk about DJ, you can talk about Cooks and Walton, but you cannot sleep on their bench as well. Uh, And I think that's for us as a team as we move forward, I think that's where we're starting to feel comfortable and confident in our roles. And we're going to provide some depth now. And, And Ty Webster's been a great addition to allow our depth to improve.
3: Jay, our good coaches have to make uh, tough decisions and there's no doubt, And not that we want to take anything from uh, Corey Homicide, but the, the reduced minutes for Blanchfield, Norton, Wagstaff, all uh, been fantastic performers uh, for the club for a long, long time. Hard decision made yeah. there and, and how have they taken their new roles?
0: Yeah, look, uh, for guys that have been in the league and had success in this league for so long, uh, when you're being asked or to transition into a role like that for the team at this point in time, uh, there is an adjustment period. I'm not oblivious to that. So I have to do my job to help them through that so they have more clarity and understand what my expectation is of them Um, but as as you can see the adjustments and and the moves that we're making right now are working out but that doesn't just say that we can all just sit around feeling fat and happy for ourselves like friday is a great challenge and you know if we want to be a title contender like there's no better measuring stick than the sydney kings
1: yeah, very true. And and if Ty Webster comes in, and look, Ty's a very confident young man. But if he has an off night, Corey has an off night, Bryce has an off night. You need you need that bench. You need Norton to be switched on. Now he's never in doubt. He's captain, uh, one of the leaders, should I say? He's a dual uh, championship player. He knows his role. Blanchfield must be really studying. You know, must be feeling gee, lack of minutes. How does this make me feel? But if they've got to stay in the zone. I look at guys on the bench and their body language. Do you watch it that during a game? as well the body language of those who are not getting on court or is your mind too too busy with what's happening on court
0: yeah look that's where i lean on my assistant coaches is to look after that part of it because i i get involved in the game um and as as you guys are seeing like like i i coach on feel i go on how guys are playing on the night and you think about Todd Blanchfield when we had that great win against Melbourne United, he hadn't played many minutes up Mm. until the fourth quarter. And then he was uh, instrumental in our comeback. So, uh, as I sit around and talk to those guys, like, it's not that I lose faith, but I I coach off a feel Mm. and what I think. And Melbourne United is my best example for Todd Blanchfield, like hardly played, but then he was instrumental in us getting that win. Jay. uh, um, I'm going to ask you a curly one, and that's not
3: what I'm known for. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, you didn't play Luke Travis in overtime game, and mm-hmm. and I don't yep. I don't reckon really he took that well. Did you ring him and apologise for that move?
0: <laughs> so so what I just talked about with Blanchfield. That that was a great example of where Blanchfield and Norton played. Down the stretch, and we were down 13, I think, with about five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. We forced overtime. Those guys did a great job. Now, that's your question is, is a great question, because when I go back and I watch, that's where you can debate, well, should I, I went with Luke Travers? Because he was playing good up until we were down 13, and I went with my gut on who was getting the job done. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get it right all the time. Um, and that's a very valid question. That's something we'll have no idea about, but that is a decision where you can reflect and go, well, maybe I should have had Luke Travis in at that point. Absolutely.
1: All right, so Sydney Kings, Friday night, uh, the roof will be closed. Uh, we envisage 12,000. Well, that's boring, 000, isn't it? Oh, roof well, closed. But, mate, once it opened, it was amazing the night when it opened up and you saw the blue sky, but after that I didn't even know it was open. <laughs> I had no idea. I was worried about what was going on in the court, and, boy, it was good to watch. Um, uh, John, just going to be huge. And, look, I know you're just going to uh, – we don't, I mean, don't want to just roll out the party line, but how important is a raucous crowd? Because I heard a rumour – no, oh, I don't even know if I should go with this.
0: has <laughs> no, <I don't>
1: <laughs> no, no. just said You, guys, lo- you me-
0: guys love a good stitch up.
3: He no, just no, sent you J-R. mental telepathy, no, saying, I'm "Do not go with it. I'm
1: not trying to stitch you up. I'm actually not going to stitch got? up. I, well, look, I'm hearing that it's retro, retro round or whatever it's, it is. Yes. And they're taking a step back in time. I think the Wildcats have got something very special with the court announcer. I oh, know. And I haven't. don't. I can't say anymore because I know, I don't even know if it's true. Are they bringing the great one back? No, I'm not available. But, but. <laughs> no, the great one.
3: He was the best in the league. The the quarter announcer, the one that got the crowd roaring. Yeah, Our talking about Lockie Reed. Yeah,
1: mate. Are they bringing him back? Well, I'm hearing rumours now. I don't know if it's true or tonight. And I verbally, actually honestly. contacted Lockie yesterday about it, and he said I can't say anything. And no, as far as I'm aware, I'm not going to be doing it. But oh, oh, but anyway, well, I got. Do you know anything I about that? Into that didn't would, you, I? would you like to share with us if you know anything about Retro Round, or do you care what happens with the ground announcer? I, I,
0: I do. I do not know anything about this. But when you were going that path, I thought you were going to wheel out Vlahov, Fisher, Crawford, <laughs> Grace. I, that's that's where I thought you were going. But sorry about if it's Lockie Reed. Like sorry, my mind just didn't go to Lockie. Uh, he's pretty. He's,
3: <laughs> he's pretty good on the boards, Lockie. He's pretty strong.
1: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out They're if a it's a real true. scrapper. Hey mate, appreciate your time. Good luck Friday night. We can't wait against the Sydney Kings. We try to get someone off for the Sydney Kings to come on and talk to us. They refused. So, Petrified. Um, Petrified so, they are. So um, Chase Buford can get stuffed. Rightio. Thanks,
0: boys. <laughs>
3: <Good> <laughs> doesn't want are. to buy into we'll that like, at all. He's doing do really smart for us, us,
0: mate.
1: We'll take a break and come back. This is Scott Ingalls.